Welcome to the SJ Child Show, where a little bit of knowledge can turn fear into understanding. Enjoy the show. Hi, and thanks for joining the SJ Child Show. Today, I have Tracy, and I'm I'm going to let you pronounce your last name so that <laughs> I don't do it any damage. Uh, it's really nice to have you here today, and I'm really looking forward to getting into our discussion and learning more about you, hearing your story. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what brought you here today. Okay, so I am a an integrative health coach. And I am the best-selling author of Warrior Mom, A Mother's Journey in Healing Her Son with Autism. So it's been quite the amazing but beautiful journey. So I have a, a new book coming out um, April 4th. Oh, and, wonderful. Uh, yeah, you can see it. Good timing. Yeah. Perfect. And it really was about me addressing those underlying conditions associated with, with autism so my child could learn to function. But on this, this amazing journey, you know, I had some great angels that guided me on my own, my perfect path to healing Noah. And I I don't know where I would have been without them. And it was just when I see the struggles of parents who have children with autism or any neurological disorder, for that matter, uh, the it's hard to navigate the system. You really don't know what to do, where to go. You feel lost. You you feel helpless. And so my goal was to truly just one, give them inspiration and hope, mm-hmm. you know, that, that a diagnosis of any sort is not the end all be all. Yeah. It, it really is just the beginning of a beautiful journey because I truly believe my son gave me purpose and he's an amazing kid. Amen. That's how I started. I think <laughs> Right. Yeah. So I took a completely non-functioning child and with biomedical intervention, addressing those underlying conditions that he was struggling with. And, um, you know, he's fully functioning today. So in, in, in it happened like, you know, in just a short period of time, although it was a lot of hard work, I do not say there is a one pill Mm. cure all, there is no cure, you know, it really is you're making them as healthy as possible so they can be fully functioning. And that was, that was my goal and my journey. And I had, you know, um, some great direction, direction from some wonderful doctors in the industry. And as as to where I knew, you know, what direction to take and and how to address these conditions. So, you know, and it gave him, you know, just addressing something like gut issues, you know, gave my son his speech back. Yeah. You know, so there's so much to think of, but then a lot of parents, I, I was big because it took me two and a half years to figure out what was wrong with my kid because doctor couldn't bother to spend more than five minutes with me. Yeah. Harbor Regional Center lost our paperwork and preschools are like, I'm sorry, your kids get special needs. So really, what do you do if you think your kid could have some sort of neurological disorder? What are your steps? Where do you go prior to the age of three? Where do you go after the age of three? Yeah. These are all things that that I lay out in this book and, you know, how to navigate the system and really, you know, be a warrior parent, not yeah. just 
I, you know, because I wrote it, I put warrior mom, but <laughs> I've done it without the warrior dad. And I know equally, you know, parents are really out there battling the system for their children yeah. to get treatments and therapies and the best care that they possibly can. There's so much offered now than there was when I started this journey. And Me too. Yeah. Yeah. What year did you start kind of finding, getting your education about So his actual diagnosis was, um, early 2009. Okay. We're 2010. So I I understand that, that lack of information that was out there to go searching for. And like you said, doctors didn't have the answers. Uh, I was lucky the same way to have some friends in, you know, some areas that worked with um, in, in the school systems or whatnot, you know, they just had better ideas of giving me resources to start with. And boy, the education and research that I gained from that. And then this, it's great that we have similar interests or similar um, paths in that changing, you know, the diet changes right away were life changing. And they, brought, like you said, the speech and reduced the stimming and made a easier path for a child who still today is challenged in many ways. He has a global developmental delay as well. And he's, he's 13 going on college professor. I like to say, because he has a photographic memory and his academic levels are you know, ridiculous, but those, so that the life skills, social skills, those things that we take for granted, you know, buttoning our sweaters, tying our shoes, like having these graceful conversations back and forth with one another. He, yes, he's verbal. Yes. Things have been, you know, seem a thousand times easier now than they did back then. But at the same time, he still isn't communicating on, you know, a level that would be safe for him in public or, you know, alone on his own or something independently. But we're always working on these things. And there's always each child's journey is so different than the next. And we also have a daughter two years younger with um, autism dyslexia diagnosis. And wow, she is just a thousand percent different than her brother in every way. <laughs> it's like, other than they look a lot alike, like how the cellular part of it, you know, but so, but those still, those um, really beginning, cause we already had the knowledge really beginning practices of uh, removing casein or the gluten or just watching what was going in, you know, and what it was outputting. <laughs> so, and I think that uh, our generation we, they didn't give us enough information on what, how we should be using our, you know, foods and intaking things. And like, so yeah, we're, we're doing better. I think in, in now is that we're parents and we're trying to be the change and make changes happen in the world. So yeah, I think we're we're becoming more aware of what's out there, all the different environmental factors that are affecting our children on a daily basis, the air you breathe, the water you drink. I mean, it, there's, there's a number of things that so can contribute to neurological dysfunction. Mm-hmm. And it it's growing rampant. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, the government's not doing anything to fix it. It's, it's just getting worse. And then now you've got like explosions and this and that, and Mm. um, all these toxins leaking into people's water systems. And so you really, I always tell parents um, you have to pick or choose your battles and to, to make sure that your child is living the most healthiest life possible is is number one, R- remove as many toxins as you can from the home. So I do write a lot about the different environmental toxins yeah. what you can do to, to safeguard your home and, you know, avoid um, reintroducing those, those mm-hmm. toxic things into your home or your environment, how, you know, how to address it from a, you know, modern therapy uh, space or a non-traditional treatment or therapy space. Uh, there's, I always say, cause people are like, well, where do you start? You always start with the gut, but I, you know, it's like, I threw everything at Noah, but the kitchen sink <laughs> <laughs> to get that kid, kid to function. And it, I believe that depending, not every child, as you know, um, has the same reaction yeah. as, as our children. Yes, absolutely. So some parents will throw everything at their kid, but the kitchen sink and they will get, you know, n- no results or not very limited results. So yeah. you're always, you're not going to, it's not going to hurt your kid to clean out their gut and feed them real food. Right. Probably. Right. <laughs> no contraindications there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, to really address those things in what, what we don't realize is this major connection between the gut and the brain and that the nervous system is connected between the gut and the brain. And that anytime that your gut and your microbiome is, is, you know, off, it is going to affect, affect you neurologically. Yeah. It's going to cause behaviors. It's going to make you a, you know, foggy brained and, um, all those different things. And I learned that going through the same protocol as my son. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm like, well, I'm not going to make him eat, you know, a certain way and me not do it myself. And in turn, I really just started to heal my own body. And, but there's, and there's new stuff coming out like every day. It seems like every time I turn my head around, there's something new, but I really wanted to give parents hope. And I, and I believe it starts with having faith that your child can fully function. Yeah. Um, I don't claim a cure or nothing, but if you just truly believe that your child can live the best life possible, you're, you're headed in the right direction. And from there, I, I mean, because during this, my husband and I lost our home. We lost our business. I was still, I was still plugging through. I was bartering for treatments. I didn't care. There wasn't anything that told me my son wasn't going to get that treatment and it wasn't going to happen for him. So I I did what I had to do, which brought out the warrior in me and, (laughs) and taught me really who I am. Mm -hmm. So, and then the next part is really like your guidebook. What do you do if you think your, your kid could have autism or any other neurological disorder? What does that look like? What's the process? What are some resources? Yeah. You know, it's really hard to Google things these days because so much is, you know, too so, much. Yeah. A lot of it's scrubbed. And it, when we Googled back in the late 2000s, it was like, oh my gosh, you got so many resources. So what are some great books to read? 
you know, and then really just moving into the different healing modalities. Um, Not every parent's willing to put forth the work, but I always say, if, you know, if you want the best possible outcome, the earlier the intervention, the better the outcome. And really, if, if you have an opportunity to give your kid that functional life, mm-hmm. um, wouldn't you at least try? Yeah. So, but, and, and I don't sugarcoat nothing either. <laughs> it, nothing in life worth having comes easy, right? Right. It, it, it's a tough fight. It yeah. truly is um, a, a battle at times and battling with school districts, as you know, mm. um, getting services for yeah. you you know, dealing with, um, you know, the medical system and how it works and all this stuff, mm-hmm. all of it. And, and really just, you know, um, recently I've been putting together, like I, I've been working with a trainer to put together a Ted talk and we're like, well, well what's the topic going to be? And the main thing that, that he pointed out was, you know, what did your son teach you? Mm. And I'm like, well, my son taught me to to step outside the box because mm-hmm. I used to always use this analogy in a way when he was little and he was in kindergarten, his kindergarten teacher used to get so frustrated with him because as every kid was playing with the toys inside the box, Noah was the one inside the box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the toys, right? yeah. And a lot of times we live in fear and we're so afraid of what is that going to look like? Mm-hmm. So as my kid dresses up like Kermit the Frog to go on his senior class. Thank you very much. <laughs> his senior class trip to Disneyland, right? I said, are you ever worried that, you know, people are going to make fun of you or tease you? And he looks at me and he's like, mom, the only one who worries about that is you. Oh, and I'm like, Touche. Yeah. <laughs> Those are my own fears and has nothing to do with him. Yeah. Did he go through his, you know, periods of being bullied? Absolutely. Yeah. Elementary school, middle school was the worst, but high school is a different game. And then my niece who lives with us also made a very valid point as well. She said, Aunt Tracy, you don't realize the society that we live in today and how kids think it's normal to go walking around dressed up like Kermit the frog or whatever it is that, that you identify with. Accepting of that. (laughs) So it's okay to wear a blanket, right? (laughs) Right? They look at them any differently. And it's just a a beautiful thing. And sometimes Mm -hmm. um, we as parents just get to embrace um, who they are Mm -hmm. and my son is fully functioning today. He's 17 years old. He's an honor roll student. He's going to graduate this year. And congratulations. He, thank you. Um, it's bittersweet. It's yeah. Like, oh yeah. Isn't that our last IEP? And I'm like, Oh, I, I know. Right. Then so, don't you love it when they finally go good because you've done so many that you're like, guys, I got you. Like, I'm going to take care of you during this IEP teachers. It's okay. We got this together. And they're like, help us, please. You know, (laughs) it's so sweet now to, to see like the, we just had ours last, uh, last week or so. And it it was just so, yeah, they, it went so fast, so smoothly. And I was like, wow, 
if I heard this story every time I heard an IEP story, right? this would be the best. Yes. <laughs> oh, if only, right? It seems yes. in and they do start to develop more as they get older yeah. and they grow into their own. Now he can drive, he could take care of himself. Um and I I don't I don't really worry about Noah being out in society and, yeah. and oh that's fantastic taking care of himself yeah. you know it, he might not clean his room <laughs> pick your battles right <laughs> like Absolutely. you said yeah <laughs> I think that comes with like teenage boy <sighs> and no. girl, don't worry that that's happening with my yeah preteen right now right now <laughs> And then the sad part is when you start to, you, I mean, you as a mom know this, you, they become teenagers and there's this disconnection and yes. you with like, you know, they were like attached to you. <laughs> yeah. Now he's like, mom, really? Exactly. You know, keep your space. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I know you take, and then you cherish those moments when you can just get you know, when they're tired or they just feel maybe if they're sick or something, I know our daughter kind of almost reverts to more, you know, being safe in her childhood and things. And so she'll like, you know, and she's still young, she's only 11, but we see that in when she's going through a hard time that it's like this, you know, reverting back to some of the things that made her feel safe. And you're just like, Oh, my little girl, <laughs> those moments up. that's really important today because, um, everything around us is all fear-based Yeah. when we were, I was, um, Oh, I took my son in for his annual, like, you know, doctor visit Yeah. with the doctor. And, uh, and she's like, do you have any concerns or whatever? And, you know, um, because, you know, when they were locked inside for a while, for mm. the COVID, he was feeling a little bit of depression because he wasn't getting as much sunlight and, you know, we're not activating those neurotransmitters yeah. you know, that, that produce that serotonin and so on and so forth. So she's, ex- she's explaining it to him. And he said, you know, really, he said, I'm doing much better than my friends Oh, because in society today, he said, um, the thought of the unknown is scary is how Mm -hmm. he put it. And I thought to myself, I'm like, my husband and I are all about educating Noah. Yeah. But a lot of times as a teenager, they don't want to listen. And they think, oh, well, mom and dad are just these conspiracy theorists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. (laughs) So we have to remember where we were back then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> at some point. Yeah. But really to no matter what or how that opportunity is presented to educate them, whether they want to listen or they don't mm-hmm. want to listen. Somehow yeah. they're listening. You're planting a seed no matter yeah. what. Exactly. Exactly. I yeah. completely I agree with that. That's really important mm-hmm. because fear can cause all kinds of stuff. It can cause health issues. It can, you know, it's, it's traumatizing Mm -hmm. and it's, it's sad. Um, I, I, you know, I was really upset when I heard that my son prior to COVID was watching the news. Yeah. Right. And why? Yeah. (laughs) Current events. I'm like, really? So you're having him watch fake news. Yeah. And 
them promote fear. So you're instilling fear into our kids in the school system. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it doesn't serve us anymore. It doesn't. So really, I think it's always in the end, it's up to the parents and we have to like, not allow the system to program our kids or to, to instill that fear in them because no matter what, see, I'm, I'm very spiritual. So I'm always like, I'm a spiritual being having a temporary human experience. I don't know how long I'm going to be here. Yeah. really don't. And we're all on our own perfect journey. So even though, so the very last chapter in the story, part of my book, you know, um, I, I named it, let go and let God, because mm-hmm. at some point you have to let, let go of them and yeah. trust that, you know, God will have the, their, you know, his own perfect plan for them laid out and they they'll fall, fall down. You'll be there to pick them up. And, mm-hmm. and oh my gosh, sometimes it's just, you know, uh, it, for, for the longest time, it was a struggle for me to just um, really come to terms with that. Yeah. And, you know, but it's, it's a beautiful journey oh. and um, I feel truly blessed to have, you know, had a son with autism and to be on, on this, this growing path with him and the community that I've found through the autism community, the mom, the mom to mom, right. You can just be like, yes, I finally, somebody gets it. Somebody can understand a lot of these things and just wanted to congratulate you on a couple of things. Number one, the book, of course, and put it up so we can see it again. So Definitely. And I'll make sure all of the links and everything, and we can talk about a good day to release this, to get it right with the book. Um, it's wonderful. And I, where do we find it? Number one, and you can answer that in a minute, but congratulations on also making such a great connection with your son, because a lot of parents don't take time to make the connection with them. And that comes in that trust in that care. Sorry. So congratulations on that. You've done such a great job in doing yeah. that. And that's why he is so functioning so great in the world today. So yeah, great job, mom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But tell us where we can, um, when it comes out, I'm sure. Is there a website? Where can we go to find out all the good information? So wherever books are sold, you can find my book. So right. whether it be Barnes and Noble, Amazon, wherever. Um, I don't discriminate wherever. <laughs> uh, April 4th, the paperback will be out. Currently, you can get the ebook. Okay, not, great. Not a lot of people are fans of ebooks, but sometimes they want the information right away. They can get the ebook. Yeah. They can go to uh, warriormom.org and there's a page, a book page that tells you all about, you know, all the different sites. You, so you can, if you choose to, you know, buy your book on, on book depository or whatever, um, you can click on there and it'll take you directly to my book. So I I just made it really super easy. And and then I'm going to build out that platform of resources and information because there's always something new to, Oh, yes. (laughs) Isn't that the truth? Uh, What about social medias? So social media, I am the only Tracy Slepsevic out there. <laughs> so, um, if you know, you look at my name, so Facebook, I have an author page and then I also have warrior mom book. So, um, like Instagram, 
Uh, I have a lot of my videos and and um, interviews on Rumble. Okay, great. Um, I'm on Rumble so, too. And it's under Warrior Mom Book for those. Okay. And I have a Facebook page, Warrior Mom Book. If not the rest, um, my Instagram is Autism Author Tracy. Yeah. So they always said, that's what I said the message this morning. <laughs> you want people to do a search. You got to search what your I would take. Yeah. So, autism. Mm-hmm. I'm an author and there's my name. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, I have a Twitter account too. And I, um, I have LinkedIn. I have, I, if you name it, it's out there. It's out there. Right. Um, yeah. But it's really easy to just, um, do a search for Tracy Slepsevic. And, but if you, if you search the book, you can see how to spell my name. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Good thinking. It's been such a pleasure to get to know you better today. I apologize for the quick time. Um, but I hope we can do it again. You know, if you have anything else coming up, if you decide to write a second book or anything, you know, let's keep in touch so that we can okay. support each other. And it's just really great to get to know you. And I look forward to staying in connection with you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming. And um, yeah, we'll be in touch for sure. Sounds good. Thanks.